0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. Yeah, he's back. We have Mr. Joe Collins, the third congressional candidate. We're going to talk about student loan debt forgiveness. That is now a topic again with the Biden administration. Obviously, I'm an advocate for this move. Joe, welcome back on the show, sir. How are you?
1: Uh, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. How about yourself? Thank you for I'm having doing me.
0: Quite well, brother. I don't want to presume what you know or believe about the potential <laughs> of student debt forgiveness in America. So, if you would give us your sentiment, and I would then opine.
1: <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this: we're not going to agree on student debt. Um, I don't believe that it is the government's responsibility. To, to clear debt that that people may pay by by going to college, and I know that um, especially in our community, we're taught you know go to school, get a great education, and then get a job and and do all these great things. But that's really not how reality works. Um, I also think that you know college is way too expensive. You know I, I don't know when college started becoming so expensive to where if you want to go to a very nice college, you have to spend you know one hundred twenty five thousand to two hundred twenty five thousand dollars to get an education. Uh, however however if i am a from my honest man and uh, you know a, a, a man of compromise and 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 a thinking man you know if the federal government is spending hundreds of billions of dollars in another country as a tax american i personally would prefer that that money stopped going to other countries, especially like this war in Ukraine or, or the you know studying uh, transgenderism and sex changes in Pakistan to take that money and do something for the American people, uh, especially, you know when you talk about the issues that we have in our community, uh, a lot of people can't buy housing because the uh, you know the credit lowering that that comes from not being able to pay off student loans and and things of that nature. So I mean, for me,, I'm not a fan of the government. Uh, paying off student debt. But I mean, since we're blowing money on every other country that has nothing to do with the United States, then we might as well do things for uh, people in the United States instead of doing things for other countries.
0: Okay, I'm with you on some parts of your argument, I'm completely against you on others. Uh, I will say this about who we are today. Uh, We live in a globalized economy and a globalized information dynamic, which means that what happens in another country in some way creates a ripple effect to what happens in this country. And so you can't just universally say we do not have, uh, we should not have some type of economic relationship or economic standard or even political and diplomatic influence over other nations without uh, without some kind of connection to ours, it's all connected. Uh, and that's the reason why you have some of these programs. But let me get specific, let me get very specific about something that you said, All right. The reality is, the vast majority of people who choose not to buy homes, okay? Who are in an economic position to buy a home, but they cannot get a home is because of what? College debt, college debt is a home purchasing barrier, right? So I'm going to get to some of these other elements you brought out. But there's legislation that has been presented by a congresswoman named Nakima Williams. Nakima Williams presented legislation that has been universally rejected by Republicans that said, listen, because of what's happening right now in our country, because of record inflation, because things may get worse before they get better, and we need people to be able to get homes and not have the barrier of student loan debt. She's saying there's legislation that can separate your student loan debt from the rest of your credit worthiness. So that provides a pathway for home ownership and it eliminates the primary barrier against it. You literally have people that can actually afford a home and outside of their student loan obligation or the negative impact it has to their credit score would otherwise qualify. Now legislation is saying, well, let's separate the two and eliminate that barrier. Are you for something like that?
1: I think I think that's a really good idea. I think that's something that you know I, I could get behind. And and the reason why is because you know I talk to people about this subject all the time. When it comes to to student debt and being able to uh, you know build build that generational wealth or have some type of equity through the purchase of the property. So I mean, if student loan debt is what's stopping people from purchasing property, and and we all know that the majority of student debt, uh, our student loans, come from the federal government. These government loans, then I don't see why not. I I really don't, to be honest.
0: Okay. With you. All right. Let's talk about another dynamic you brought up. Why do you believe? And I agree with you. As a college professor, I say all the time, tuition is too damn high. That's why I teach at a college. You can literally graduate by paying about one thousand two hundred dollars a year. With the Pell Grant, you can graduate debt free. That's the kind of college I teach at, and I teach at that college intentionally. My second doctorate is in the affordability of higher education. So I'm with you on that element that yes, higher education is too expensive. But I want you to ask yourself why, why do you think higher education is so expensive generally?
1: Oh, Wow, I think one of the biggest reasons and this is just my opinion why I think higher education is so expensive is because of the prestige that's placed around getting getting higher education. You know what I'm saying, but nobody ever places the the I guess dichotomy between getting out of college with with that degree and amount of um, what what do they call it experience that you got to have in order to get a good job that's going to pay you uh, the the salary amount that is expected from um, coming from college. But then you have a lot of private institutions who. Because it's like a Harvard, because it's like a Stanford, it's like a a prestigious college, they can jack the prices up knowing that people are gonna want to come there anyway. Uh, The the thing that kills me about that is they're still collecting government subsidies. I mean, we saw it when they were collecting uh, the PPP loans, three, $4 million with uh, from colleges that have like, you know, $40, $50 billion endowments. And uh, it's not right, but I think the prestige of the colleges is, is what's driving up the, uh, the cost of, of well, college, to, to some degree cost of living
0: To some degree with some colleges there's the prestige of the institution but in in a normative setting outside of those extremes where you have your Ivy League institutions, the cost of education is generally high because of the federal government's program as it relates to college loans um, because the federal government is willing to give you a little north of hundred thousand dollars. Uh, in order to get a college degree, uh, but they won't give you a penny at 18 to get a business loan. Okay, but they'll give you this money to get a college degree. So that has enhanced the pricing, the general pricing of education. Now, we can agree that the federal government is part of the reason why college debt. Remember, we're talking about debt, not just price, but debt. The federal government is partly responsible to why college debt is massive. And do you agree with that, at least in part?
1: I mean, absolutely. Okay. I went to University of Phoenix and got my degree. However, they gave me an opportunity to see how a lot of those systems work.
0: And that's a very expensive college, by the way, University of Phoenix, okay? So the federal government, you admit, in part, is responsible for the out of control debt that people right now share. Which also means, my dear brother, that you should never eliminate from the table the federal government providing a remedy. And part of that remedy should be an allocation of student loan forgiveness. If you can admit that the federal government is partly to blame for the saga of out of control debt in America, why would you then let them off the hook as far as providing a remedy to resolve it?
1: Well, one of the biggest reasons why is because you don't have to go to college. You, you really don't. And that's, and that's the biggest reason why. And I think that we cannot subvert personal responsibility uh, for the government taking care of us whenever we choose to do something that's really not even necessary. I mean, the government doesn't have that many entrepreneurship programs. Just like you said, you know, we don't have anything- Yeah, but this isn't just about college. Well.
0: Remember, we're talking about training programs, technical uh, training programs. All of these programs, if accredited, you are able to get financial aid to attend these programs. So it's not just for liberal arts uh, institution, it's also for technical training as well as skill based jobs. Uh, We're we're running out of time, but I I definitely wanna get you on the record for this brother, cuz I do find it interesting when you say that, okay, people don't have to go to college. But when you look at what college means uh, to the, average working person and not just college. I'm talking about higher education in general, technical training programs included, you got to know how to do something brother. You got to know how to do something in America. And America is based on skills, like skilled labor still drives this country. That skilled labor, we no longer have the apprenticeship models that we used to. These are now programmatic models, which means somebody has to pay in order to get the education necessary so that they can get the job they can earn a livable wage they can pay back back into the tax system which increases the revenue of this country it's a cause and effect relationship i believe that money should never be a deterrent to you actually getting a quality education you may not be able to go to harvard but it should not stop you from getting a quality education would you not agree with that
1: absolutely absolutely
0: okay so brother black women black women i want you to remember this are the largest average student loan debt carriers according to a new study that came out in 2021. Black women have the highest overall student loan debt at $41,466. By comparison, they are also the most educated demographic now in the United States of America, black women are. But what's the cause and effect relationship? They owe more student debt. What I'm saying is this is not just an advocate, and I'm not just being an advocate for general student loan debt forgiveness. I'm being an advocate because I understand how this cripples black women. And you understand the job market. They are more likely, black women are more likely to be discriminated against for jobs that they actually qualify for and not obtain the promotions that they should obtain nor get paid equal pay for equal work. So they got massive education, massive debt, but massive discrimination at the same time. The government should have a, have a policy to try to remedy that. Do you not agree?
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and just like I said before, in my opinion, I don't think they should. But as a representative, which I'm running for, I absolutely think that for the greater good of everybody, you gotta do something.
0: Okay, well, it sounds like you agree with me at the end of it. You're, at the end of the discussion, you agree with me, right? Absolutely. All right, looks like I need to be running for Congress. I appreciate you, brother, thank you for being on the show, man. (laughs) All right, man, I'll talk to you.